I think things like fear and competitiveness are really good because they spur you to do stuff. So healthy competition, I think, is the fuel that makes human beings move sometimes and get out of bed. Um, I like healthy competition, but competition with oneself is quite um, can be quite toxic. It's like everything in life; we need to balance it both. We need to be a bit competitive, and um, and then also just chill out sometimes. Hello, listener. My name is V, the voice of Pod, and I am the host of Podcaster. Podcaster is a show where I ask podcast creators a number of random questions. Then they give spontaneous, open and honest answers about life and the podcast they have created. Hello, podcaster. Hello. Please introduce yourself and your podcast to our listeners. My name is Genevieve Gaunt and I'm the creator and host of the Cupid Couch podcast. The Cupid Couch is a podcast all about love, sex and relationships. And the twist is that it's about modern day love stories with a mashup of historical romantic investigation. So everything from catfishing to cod pieces, the Renaissance to rom-coms, the Tudors to Tinder. Thank you for joining us, Genevieve. How are you today? I'm very well, V. I hope you're well too. Are you ready? Yes. Great. Let's begin. Where did the idea behind your podcast come from? So the idea really came from all the people that I've met from different walks of life, regardless of their age, background, gender, race, perspective, everyone, whether married, divorced, single, um, love and the quest for love and maintaining love seemed to fill every person's life. It seemed to be the common theme, death, taxes and love. So I started to listen to all these friends and acquaintances' stories and thought I should start recording them. And then as the podcast is twofold, the modern day love stories and then the historical investigation, the other half came from me actually questioning, like, where did Valentine's Day come from? How did people get married in the Middle Ages? And what's the history of the divorce law? And then by merging the historical romantic investigation with the present, I kind of started to see how both everything regarding love and sex and relationships has changed and really how nothing has changed. And it took me on a a wild journey. What do you hope people will learn from listening to your podcast? I learned so much making my own podcast through listening to my guests' stories and through doing research. I think... I mean, for example, doing the, the research in the past, I kind of, my jaw dropped many, many a time finding stuff out. For example, around the year, like in the first century BC, the Roman poet Ovid advised women how to fake an orgasm. Um, in his book, The Art of Love, he, he, says, he says to women, only beware when you feign it, lest it shows create belief in your movements and your eyes and he also warns against like beer goggles and encourages like dirty talk during sex so it was little snippets like that that kind of blew my mind to how similar people in the ancient world were to us or how there were parallels and that got me really thinking that actually when you read something written thousands of years ago that is expresses 
lovesickness, heartbreak, um, lust, longing, passion. And it reads like um, something that could have been written now or that you hear in a pop song. You realize that actually human beings have been falling in love and falling apart for a very long time. And that's actually very comforting. So through listening to my podcast, I hope that people find comfort realizing that people in the past are quite similar and that people learn something about themselves and their relationships and their outlook. Uh, practical points. So for example, in episode two about sex, fetishes and fantasies, uh, a journalist friend of mine talks about how her sexual fantasies used to be a, a letdown because her expectations were too high. We have these quote, cookie cutter fantasies about um, lots of things in our lives from sexual fantasies to our job to our relationship so that's a practical point you might hear that and go oh that's a good point if my if I lower my expectations and have a more realistic um, expectation of of sex and of life then maybe I'll be happier um, I hope that they question thorny issues such as if you cheat on a partner should you tell that partner which is a real kind of moral conundrum and something that is explored in episode seven, Crimes of the Heart. I also hope that people get practical advice from listening to my guests, because I certainly did. Rose McGowan uh, talked about uh, toxic love and toxic relationships. And it's a, uh, she was like a therapy session for me, helping me understand past relationships of my own. And uh, she talks about gaslighting and, and negging. And I think that some women and men listening to that episode might, it might help them diagnose past, present uh, partners as maybe being emotionally dangerous. So that's quite a practical point. And uh, I hope it teaches people maybe to be more flexible in their worldviews, realizing the breadth of people's experiences and opinions and realizing that actually, although we are all very diverse in our opinions, um, love is love. And another thing that I found fascinating about interviewing people, which I hope that my listeners find rewarding listening to my podcast, is when you listen to people, if you listen to the music and not the words, um, you can learn an awful lot about someone. And it changed, it's changed the way that I listen to people now in everyday life, because someone can be laughing and actually what they're saying behind the laughter is, is tragic or painful or vice versa. Um, and yeah, uh, and maybe learn something about the past, as I've said, like, for example, you know, the question, can you die of a broken heart? Well, actually you can, it's called Takotsubo cardiomyopathy. Um, and if you want to know more about that, you can listen to episode one, what is love? So, those are a few of the things that I hope people would learn from listening to my podcast. How religious are you? I am not religious in any traditional sense. I was raised as a, uh, I guess, as a Christian, um, as a Protestant. I used to go to church a bit as a kid. Um, I went to a wonderful, a wonderful church um, up until about the age of 10 where they got all the kids to dress up and actually act out the uh, Bible stories. So that probably, <laughs> that probably encouraged my love of acting. I think I did 
Salome's dance, The Seven Veils, aged about eight, which I remember really getting into. I took that role very seriously. <laughs> um, but um, I, I've always had a huge amount of respect for faith, not so keen on the institutions of religion, which I think people being people throughout time and history cannot help but use power structures to their own immoral, nasty aims. And, um, but I have a huge amount of respect for faith. And I think that if faith and um, religion and spirituality helps people be more satisfied at peace and kinder in the world, then great. But I ultimately believe in freedom. And that means respecting other people's freedoms and um, respecting, respecting your own, really. Um, that's my answer, V. How much do you gossip? I, the, actually, the reason that I was able to make this podcast was, I think, because ever since uh, I've been a kid, I've always taken it very seriously not to tell people secrets. I don't know why. Maybe it was being raised by a single mother. Like I thought that there was, I was entrusted with quite a lot. Um, I don't know if that's the reason, but I've, uh, I've, I've always hated gossip. And I think that um, it's, I think that people find me quite a trustworthy source. I think that's how the podcast started. People telling me their stories, opening up. And I take that, I take that very seriously because trust is a, is a wonderful thing and the most meaningful life-changing conversation conversations can come out of true trust so um no I, I don't like I'm not a big fan of, of um of gossip but um gossip theory in terms of like Yuval Noah Harari's book um Homo sapiens like gossip and like information and sharing stories is important and there's a difference between sharing stories um, and sharing gossip. Gossip to me sounds like rejoicing in someone else's, uh, I don't know, salacious details of someone else's life, which, or, or, I don't know, being thrilled at problems in their life, which is not very nice, but is human nature. But no, I'm not a big gossiper. Sweet or savory? <laughs> um, both. Um, I love sweet stuff. I try not to eat too much of it because actually it's a bit like everything naughty. It tastes really good at the time. And then afterwards you're like, oh, why did I do that? But if I had to choose, for example, for pudding, I'd never have cheese. I'd always have um, something sweet. Pretty much anything sweet I like, except I don't like marshmallows, really. I don't think I've ever told anyone that, Be, I hope you, hope you realise the privilege of that information. <laughs> <laughs> who would your dream guest be on your podcast i would like to interview people both living and dead let's start with the living i would love to interview alexandra cooper the host of call her daddy i'd like to interview her about love and ask her some romantic questions um i'd like to interview some couples who I think are really wonderful role models for relationships, someone like Barack and Michelle Obama. And I'd like to interview the Pope. 
because <laughs> um, we, we really don't, I'm assuming that he would talk to me honestly and openly. We don't really know what the romantic life of a, the inner, the inner workings of the mind of the, of the Pope or a nun could be, you know, what is a life of, what is a life without love? And is a, is the love of, um, with a higher spiritual being enough? Um, I'd like to interview um, a dominatrix, which I'm going to do. I'd like to interview um, a sex worker, which I will also do. And um, I'd like to interview Shakespeare because he seems to understand what really makes us tick, but sadly he's dead. Do you enjoy competition? Um, I like, I think things like fear and competitiveness are really good because they spur you to do stuff. So healthy competition, I think, is the fuel that makes human beings move sometimes and get out of bed. Um, I like healthy competition, but competition with oneself is quite, um, can be quite toxic. It's like everything in life. We need a balance of both. We need to be a bit competitive and, um, and then also just chill out sometimes. What is your favorite word? My favorite word changes a lot, but I would say that right now it's um, kismet, which I'm thinking of having as a little tattoo on the inside of my um, index finger. Yeah, kismet comes from the Arabic and um, I just love the idea of, of coincidence, fate, destiny, chance. And I also like that it's kind of, it sounds like kiss and met, which um, to me has a kind of, romantic, neat, cute kind of inherentness in it. I love it. Kismet. How wild is your imagination? Um, difficult question because it's so subjective. I would say I'm, I think I'm a realist. Um, my imagination runs wild with the books that I read and the films that I see. And I think that I live in other worlds through the books that I read, especially making this podcast. I mean, I've, in my mind, I've traveled to I don't know, an 18th century farm in America, to England in the 16th century, to Rome, to St. Valentine being executed. <laughs> I've been to medieval England with people getting married in my brain and the books that I've read. So I feel like my imagination is exercised by doing that. Um, but otherwise, I don't think it's that wild. Do it today or leave it till tomorrow. Well, everyone procrastinates. Um, I love a good procrastination. I've kind of got into the habit recently of like just trying to just try and do stuff as it comes in. Like little things, just get it done. It kind of makes stuff easier. What is the best part of making your podcast? Making all the pieces fit together, I think. So realising the connection between a guest story and um, a piece from history. So, for example, when in episode five, Treachery and Tudor Tinder, which is all about deception in, in, the, in the dating world. It's all about catfishing. And um, a friend of mine tells this harrowing um, and slightly darkly comic story that I think everyone should hear. 
about going on a having a one night stand with a woman and her getting pregnant and everything really not being what it seems and it's quite quite a quite a, a damning indictment on on the dating world and of profile pictures and dating and then realizing that actually we think that dating app profile pictures are something new today but they're really not because in the in the you know under Henry VIII in the 16th century he used to um they used to have uh, little miniatures used in royal marriage negotiations um so you know you'd have you'd have a portrait painted of you and sent to a king and he'd, he'd have a look at it and basically swipe left or right, you know? So I think it's realizing the connections between the past and the present that's really exciting. Um, and the other thing that's amazing about making this podcast is actually sitting down and having these really deep conversations, sometimes with good friends, but by saying like, here, I'm, I'm here to interview you and to talk to you and to listen to you. Um, really incredible stories that, that belonged to my friends I had no idea about that came out as a result and it really taught me to be um I always thought I was pretty open-minded but I'm I've learned so much through making this so it's been a personal journey too. If hell exists what is it like? I'm not sure that hell does exist I think my thought really is that if there's a hell and a purgatory and a heaven the earth might be purgatory because the human condition is so paradoxical. Like when we, it's like with love, like when people find what they're looking for, then they get bored. I mean, that's everything that Esther Perel talks about with how do you navigate the paradox between peace in a relationship and fireworks between love and sex? Like when we find what we want, we get bored. Everything that tastes good, like alcohol, um, I don't know, cigarettes, um, what are all the bad things? Like sugar drugs all the things that make people high have a terrible fallout like all the all the stuff that is delicious um and illicit makes us feel bad and yet being in the gym and going on a run makes us in the short term feel awful to only feel good afterwards and human beings are so paradoxical and tortured and this quest for happiness is so elusive and kind of pointless that I think that we actually might be living in a kind of purgatory which is fine once we know that we're living in purgatory and everyone stops trying to be happy <laughs> and realize that life is a work in progress but um I also think that I don't know I mean some of the situations that people live that people live in on earth right now are pure hell so living in a war zone being persecuted having your freedoms taken away, living in dire poverty, not being able to feed your family. I can't really think of things that are worse than that, unless it's some kind of like Sisyphean torture where you roll a boulder up a hill and then it falls back down again. Um, that's my answer, V. Who knows, huh? Are you superstitious? I try not to be, but I think like a lot of people in dark moments, I find myself going, please, God, please, God, don't let this happen, please, God. And um, I, yeah, uh, I do crazy things. Like if you think, I don't know, for example, I was in France recently and you have to get a COVID test to come back. And I remember thinking, oh my God, like what if the COVID test is positive and I have to stay in France for 10 days in a hotel? Like, what do I do? And I said that to someone, they're like, don't think it, because if you think it, it'll happen. And I'm like, no, no, no. If I think it, 
then I'm kind of saying to the universe, um, I see you universe and I see your power and I'm acknowledging your power. Um, therefore, like, do, do not smite me. And like, it's, it's kind of like mad mental gymnastics that goes on sometimes. Like we think that if we think something or don't think something, it's gonna happen, which is kind of absurd. However, I do definitely believe in unconscious desires and, un and, un and like unconscious traumas, which you could say are kind of superstitious or like spiritual or in the ether in our brains having an effect on the body. So I believe that if you, if you're angry about something or there is bad energy um, through bad relationships or dysfunction, I, it will come out, which is probably where all kinds of superstitious things happen i think it's probably all based much more in the physical world and our patterns and and the way that we treat people it, it can come back not really i don't think because of karma but because if you if you live your life in a certain way enough then you're making patterns that are gonna keep repeating and come back at you who do you confide in i i'm very lucky that i have an amazing mother fiona who i I love more than life. I mean, don't get me wrong, we can fight, but she brought me up um, by herself and it's always really been the two of us. I adore my dad, but he he um, he doesn't live in, in this country. So that, that shapes a relationship in a certain way. We have a fantastic relationship now, but growing up it was me and my mum and I've always been able to confide in her and she's amazing and has a hilarious, wild sense of humour um so I confide in my mum I also have two really close girlfriends who I and uh and a close guy friend three people friends who I can I could tell anything and I know they'd be there for me so I'm very lucky what is your best personality trait I think that my best personality trait is that the older I get and the more I learn about the world the more cynical I become about the world and yet like humorously cynical and yet the more compassionate I become because the more you learn about the world and the harder you realize it is and and the more stories that you hear and the better you know people um it's made me actually in a strange way be more open and love more easily because we're not here for very long so we kind of just have to embrace life as it is and kind of say yes to things and just be open even in the face of difficulty are you a party goer or a party pooper? I I think I'm a bit of, I think I'm, well, I don't think I'm either because what I like to do now anyway um, is I like to be quite selective about what I go to and, and um, if I'm not really enjoying something then I won't stay on until four o'clock in the morning. You know, when like the party's over, I kind of think, oh, well, it's over now. That was fun. That's time to go home. I try not to chase the party, but if I'm having a really good time somewhere, you will find me drinking tequila and dancing on a table until, you know, six o'clock in the morning, but it has to be with the right people. Do villains have more fun than heroes? Oh, good question. Um, well, wow, that's a big question. They're both extremes, right? And I'm not really sure that either really exist in life. They're just archetypes that we find in stories from Homer's Odyssey to, uh, you know, the Dark Knight, Batman and stuff, right? 
So actually the archetypes of the villain and the hero in literature and through storytelling, both are pretty tortured because the villain has a reason why he's a villain, like the Joker and the hero has a reason why they have to go around saving everyone. So, you know, being a villain must be pretty exhausting because they seem pretty miserable. And being a hero always seems to be a massive burden, whether you're Voldemort or Harry Potter. Um, I certainly think that it's more fun to play villains as an actor, 100%. Like, it, it's great fun. I love playing a bitch um, or, a you know, a nasty character. Because um, usually villains are more fun to play, I think, because they're doing two things. They're showing one thing on the surface and doing something else underneath. What three episodes of your podcast would you recommend to new subscribers? Well, I think the beauty of the Cupid Couch is that every episode is a theme. So every episode has a very distinctive and different flavor. If every episode is like a different type of candy or flavor, you can kind of pick whichever flavor you feel like on the day. So really, I think you can just open the sweetie jar and just think, oh, do I fancy something about love today? Something a bit romantic and philosophical? Or do I want to go into something a bit more erotic and dark? Do I want to listen to fetishes and fantasy? Do I want to listen to an episode about, about body hair? Do I want to listen to an episode about treachery and deception in the dating world? Or um, do I want to listen to an episode about revenge and crimes of the heart? Um, so there are so many different kind of themes and flavors but I'd say the first one what is love is a good place to start and yes and I think the other one I'm really proud of is sexuality and labels about people's people's journeys um, to find their sexual identity but really I'd, I'd start with the first one what is love only just a small question you know to answer in 45 minutes your podcast explores all things about love. When do you know you're in love? Oh, I mean, that comes back to the question, what is love, which is the first episode? Because what, what is it? Is it, is, it, is it physical? Is it chemical? Is it emotional? Um, how do we know when we're in love? And what is love? Is it a, a, a biological evolutionary kick so that we stay with our offspring so that we nest so that we start a pregnancy what does it mean should love endure if a marriage does endure like does the sex continue like what is what is marriage what is partnership is it friendship what is love what is that question um does love at first sight exist like what what are all these things um i think that I think it's probably a, a combination of all those things, but to really answer that question, you're going to have to listen to the first episode. What is love? That's all the questions completed. How did you find the experience? Fun. I enjoyed it. Um, I'm not used to being on the other side of the microphone answering questions not really um so yeah it was a nice change thank you for uh, talking to me v thank you again genevieve for being a guest on podcaster it was nice to meet you it was nice to meet you too v
thank you for listening to this episode of Podcaster. If you haven't already, please subscribe, rate and review. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at PodcasterPod. This podcast was brought to you by the Chancer Collective. Take care and until next time, goodbye.